you are listening to Faith FM on 87.6, 87.8, 88, right across Australia. It's 8.04am. I'm looking outside. We're expecting a 29 degree day. This is, I'll say this is like the first day of summer in Newcastle. Because it's been like, like we had the coldest December ever. Yeah. And even this week, earlier this week, I was talking to people. I'm like, it's not even summer yet. This is ridiculous. That is so true. Like, I'm normally used to these, like, stupidly hot 45 degree days That's sometimes. Right. But no, it hasn't well, been that. Like, Newcastle has pretty inconsistent weather, but to be consistently cold, that is, that yeah, is that's like, strange. what? <laughs> but yeah, today it's like real. This today is the first day of summer here. Finally on January 13th. <laughs> yeah. um, but we have come to the second hour of the show and we are going to give you guys, this is, this is the, the penultimate opportunity, the 200 point quiz clue. Uh, this is your one of your one of your last opportunities to get in, and it's getting easier and easier. So yeah. if you've been timid on that number, if you've been like, "Ooh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know," you got to know it now. Yeah. And here's the thing: like, we don't know who's going to get the prize. That's you could right. enter once and win it, and we've had that before. Yeah. So like, just enter whatever you think it is, because you might get it right, and you might win the prize. Absolutely. Okay. So here is the clue. The clue is two hundred points. I had a notice fastened to the to Jesus cross that read Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's oh, the hey. clue. Who is this person? 0491064669 is the number to call or text of course our amazing prizes for today. Give it to us Elliot. We got a KJV Bible with Mark Finley's study helps. Mm-hmm. And we also have the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, which is a Bible study journal. Mm. So, yeah, in the running to win these prizes, give us your answers and you may win them. Mm-hmm. That's right. 0491-064-669. We've got some text messages to go through. You guys have been active and lively on the line. First one coming through. It is the blood that gives life and warmth to the body. Jesus both gave both to us on the cross to keep us alive, that we may accept him and have eternal life. And, of course, it's referencing your story about yeah. a guy. They gave his body warmth, his body heat to this random who had just, like, crashed his car and collapsed in the yeah. snow. Yeah, in New Jersey. And he was freezing. He's just, yeah. And, yeah, you don't want to hang out. You you don't want to go to sleep in the middle of the forest in New yeah. Jersey in January, my friends. Yeah, I have you have you been? You've been? Have you been to the states before? I've been to the states, but not New Jersey. Yeah, I have been to New. So we went to New York, and then we drove down. I believe I've been through New Jersey because we yeah, okay. we drove like right. Like we drove from New York to Orlando, Florida. Yeah, and okay. So we, we stopped at all the places along the way that we'd heard about from like movies or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, we've got some more text messages here. Now, this is in regards to what I was talking about for my, you know, Dominic Perrette and yeah, the, the light that has been shed apparently, you know, 20 years ago, he was wearing a Nazi uniform. Now, I got a text message coming through. Do we know the event he wore the costume to? Was it Halloween? If so... How is it worse than wearing a demon or a vampire or a witch costume? Now, we know that it was at a fancy dress party. Uh, And the question here is, is it worse than wearing a demon or a vampire or a witch? Now, a lot of people would immediately go to the answer, which is, 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 is 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 it worse than wearing those things? And they would say yes. 
And the reason is because what they would follow with saying is because the other things aren't real. Demons, vampires, and witches aren't real. But then, as Christians, we know that... That's not the case. That's not the case, yeah. Now, vampires, uh, blood-sucking being is definitely not real. You can can keep that in fiction. Um, But in terms of, like, demons and witches, I I don't think it's good for anyone to go around cosplaying that. You know, but then there's the question of, like, oh, can anyone... Wear a Nazi uniform. Can we can we make movies about World War Two, or do we have to censor censor, you know, Nazis existing? Yeah. And that's and and there is that kind of line, right? To is is does all f- if 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 something is being portrayed, is it glorifying that thing? Yeah. Now I would say in the case of movies, like if movies are just blatantly anti-Semitic, you know. Movies are funded by... Movies are, like, the single most capitalist venture that there is. And so you can't release anti-Semitic material. Like, you can't release an anti-Semitic movie because you'll just lose all your money. Yeah. You know, and I think of, like, particular war movies that have been released in the past where it's, like, there are Nazis and they are wearing Nazi uniforms. And then the reason they're doing so is to portray history. And it's like, okay, this is history. But I believe that in the case of Dominic Perrottet wearing a Nazi uniform to a costume party, I'm like... He's not making a movie, man. He's not making a movie. That being said, it was 20 years ago. That being said, that doesn't excuse the behavior. That being said, yeah, it is a touchy situation. Yeah. And I, I, I am very inclined to agree with the people who were personally offended by this when they say, hey, yes, this is hurtful to us. This is terrible. You know, people need to know about how it, the great atrocity that was the Holocaust and we need not make light of it because of how awful it was. Yeah. That being said, we should extend forgiveness to him. He was a young guy. We've all made mistakes. We've all done the wrong things. And, oh, man, I have gone through my Facebook and, like, from when I was, like, 12 to 15 <laughs> and just purged that thing, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. who gave me, like, it was? it's even, like, you don't, you're not supposed to have Facebook when you're 13. But I went through and just purged it because some of the things that i was writing on facebook as a 15 year old and bear in mind an unconverted non-christian secular 15 year old absolutely terrifying you know if people saw that it's just the worst (laughs) indictment on my character that there is and so so if people did see that uh, i think they would be inclined to extend forgiveness to me though because i'm 15 dominic perrottet is a little bit older at the time in his 20s but that being said yeah Touchy situation. Yeah. Again, guys, send in your opinions. 0491064669. Have another text message here about it. Dominic, New South Wales Premier, not a good move. He should have known better. He may have to pay the consequences as the Jewish community finance most politicians. He may have to hang himself politically. And that's exactly what people are saying. Um, commentators from the outside, they're like, this isn't the best look. Yeah. And again... Even politics, yeah, as we're saying, movies are a capitalist pe- venture. So are politics. Yeah. Money speaks in politics. And um, I think I think the text here is right to point out that the Jewish community finance politicians, particularly in the United States and even here in Australia, again, like the reason that you have a community in Bondi that has that's roped off by silver cord that yeah. costs money to maintain and whatnot, is obviously because like we want to res- extend religious accommodation and liberty to Jewish people. But also yeah. there are lobbying voices there, definitely. And the Jewish community are well known for being a community that is wealthy and puts their wealth in different areas. So yeah. 
Yeah, this is if you if you offend any minority group, it's not gonna be a good time yeah, for you. That's uh, true, especially but, like today, day and age. That's you know, right. Like everyone, it seems like people will get offended fairly easily. Yeah, but I mean, in this case, like there's a reason to yeah, be offended. Yeah, so we're not this justifying what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what he did. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a text here from Braden. He says, "I look at what people have done in the past as the past." Put it this way, what were we before Christ changed us? And that's what I was just saying. An absolute yeah. rat. That's what I was. <laughs> so, so if someone has done something in the past um, that doesn't necessarily reflect who they are today, they should be given the freedom to change. I think if a high-profile person comes out of their own accord and says that what they would had done in the past is not something they believe today and does it before others find out um, through other means, for one, uh, I would give them more respect. And that's another aspect of the story is that there was rumors circulating that this thing existed. It wasn't necessarily, okay. it hadn't necessarily blown up in the media. Yeah. And Dominic Perrottet came out and addressed it immediately. Yeah, okay. Um, simultaneously, I think the reason potentially people could be out, like, could could take it as a slight against because you could say, okay, that's of good, relatively good character to try and nip it in the bud immediately yeah. and, and admit. Simultaneously on the other side, so it was kind of criticized because recently there were people doing like Nazi salutes at soccer games and Dominic Perrottet oh, wow. put them on blast and was like, this is absolutely dreadful and awful and whatnot. Yeah. But then when he was their age, yeah. he kind of participated in the same thing. But again, I would say that like he has done his due diligence in admitting that what he did was yeah, that's true. Admitting what he did was wrong, so it's it's it is a touchy issue. It's a touchy subject, yeah. and you have your opinion with your vote. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's the that's the biggest thing I think here is like. If you, th- this is where I think Australian politics is kind of sad because if the Liberal Party think they're going to lose the next election because of this, they'll just have a leadership spill and kick him out. Yeah. Which is so annoying. Like, I, I just hate that we do that. So, because it's just become a trend. Like, there's barely any, uh, I think Scott Morrison has been like the only politician in the last like 14, uh, the only prime minister in the last like 14 years to finish his term. Yeah, well, every single other politician has been kicked out of the leadership true. spill because the party believes that they're not going to win the next election with that politician, which is just the worst thing ever. I'm like, yeah. that is that is awful. And so I think potentially, like, because of what's been said, because of what's been done, because of the due diligence put forth, Dominic Perrottet could save his campaign. Yeah. But will the party nip it in the bud? Will they cut him off before they even get there? Lots of questions, lots of thoughts. And, and also, I, I really love that text message that, that Brayden put out as well. Like, we all have a past. We, we yeah. all come from a place that Jesus has worked in our hearts to change. And Dominic Perrottet has said that he is a devout Catholic. He is a, a person that has claimed to be a follower of Christ. And so I hope and I pray that he is someone who has been changed by the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, another text message here. Chinese unregistered church leaders placed in concentration camps a reminder of what will happen to true Christians in these last days. In mm. India, Christian churches burnt by Hindus this week. A thousand Hindus attacked them. They don't want Christians in their community. Wow. Yeah, we're seeing the persecution of religion and the persecution of Christians all around the world from different yeah. perspectives and whatnot. And yeah, it's an awful story uh, coming through. 
Have another text message here. Finland, according to a number of surveys in the past 20 years, almost 40% state that they are not a religious person. I'll be praying for the group going over there at the end of the month. And as Morgan said, if you want to write, if you want to support these people, they have a website up that you can get in contact with them. But we'll give you our number, 0491064669. You can give us a text and we'll be able to point you in the right direction of the Finland mission trip that is heading over there. On the news just now, we are told that the premier was only 21 at the time that it happened. He might be forgiven for this unwise decision by the Jewish community. And this is, again, I was talking about when I was like 13 to 15. Yeah. I praise God that I became a Christian when I was 18 years old. And Amen. God changed my heart and he changed my life because I feel like the older you get, the more potential you have to absolutely ruin your life. There's yeah. less excuses the older. And I could say as a 21-year-old, it's a little bit different now because, you know, uh, when, when I was uh, 21, 2019, a little bit of a different context. But put me in the right context and I would absolutely have done the same thing. Yeah. Like, and I'll, I'll okay. freely admit that as like, as an unconverted, un, like not following Jesus yeah. kind of kid, that's definitely, I, w- I would be totally susceptible to do something like that. Yeah, that's and, true. And so it's like, you feel for him, right? Yeah. I mean, like, if he wasn't converted, like, if he yeah. had, you know, no conviction on this is a bad idea. Yeah. Then it would make sense for him to maybe do something like this. Because people do silly things, mm. you know. But if he was converted, then I feel like it would be a little bit of a different story. To be like, yeah. Come on, that's man. Right. Like, you're 21. Yeah. Exa- Should- exactly. And, and, like, for me, I was working on Faith FM. And I was working for the church, you know, sharing the gospel with people yeah. by the age of 21. If people saw me in public with a Nazi uniform, like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> because I am someone that represents something that should know better. And yeah. so the same as Dominic Perrottet. He's a politician yeah. representing the state of New South Wales. Yeah. But at 21, he wasn't a politician. That's true. Well, you know, so... Interesting situation. Yeah. We got one more text message here. The constant judging and consequences of people's legal actions from ages ago seems really unfair and doesn't recognize that people change, especially when judging with different social lenses. Yeah, Karen, I, I think that, you know, it's a tough thing to balance because, for example, in the 50s, eugenics was very supported by the United mm. States. So, and we would call that absolutely horrid and terrible and discriminatory and offensive today. Yeah. Yet back then, it's like that was something that even Christians practiced because it was deemed to be okay. And But, now, but then it's like, oh, should we charge? Should we charge? Uh, should we charge the people who participated that for committing that great evil when they're in a context where it's okay? It's it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. Yeah, those are our text messages. We've been, we've been, mate, you guys have been having fantastic things to say, but yeah. we're going to get into our Bible study now. Uh, we're continuing on with our study for this quarter, which is yeah, being a manager of the master, which is something that we have all called to be. We've all been called to be stewards. God has given us so much, and he's given us this world. And we've been talking mm-hmm. about different principles that underlie you know, what it means to be a steward of God. We've been going through this week, starting in Monday, we talked about to hearken diligently. It's to listen to God when it comes to the management of stuff. We looked mm. there and we saw, you know, honoring the Lord. Our first and foremost uh, goal in terms of being a steward of God is to put Jesus first. Yeah. 
with our things. Uh, yesterday, we saw, we talked about tithe and the fact that God has given us everything and he only asked for 10% yeah. in return to further his work. Uh, and how how little he is asking compared to how much he gives. Yeah, that's so true. Which is amazing. But today, we come to the principle that we've got for Thursday, or Friday, we're, we're doing Friday, we, we're kind of, we, we usually run a day behind in our 20 million movement Bible study. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. We are going to be talking about uh, an incredible passage of Scripture. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to be reading, if you can get for us, Elliot, verses 25 to 33. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 33. Yeah. It says... As you find it on the screen. there, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, it says... Therefore, I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, Mm. do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Mm -hmm. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Mm, Amazing. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, Jesus uh, making his way, you know, speaking to these people. And now this, this passage is contained within the Sermon of the Mount. Uh, that he preached in, I believe, it was in the region of, of, uh, huh? Where, where, where did he do this? Was it, was it in, was it in Galilee, or was he down in Jerusalem at that time? I, man, I, oh, my, no. my memory is escaping me. <laughs> yeah. But the majority of the people that Jesus ministered to, and that he preached to, I, I believe it was in Galilee, uh, that he preached to, what kind of social status and class were they? They weren't very high socially, <laughs> like they're. They're not like super upper class people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like regular dudes. Absolutely, we're we're talking about peasants, yeah, and particularly where he's from. Like he's a Galilean, his disciples are Galilean. Furthermore, he's a Nazarite, or he's yeah. from Nazareth, a, a place that is openly mocked and derided yeah. by by disciples, uh, by the other disciples. They're like, "Oh, who is this yeah. guy? What good thing comes <laughs> out of right. Nazareth?" Um, yet. He is talking to these kinds of people, the single most financially and resource yeah. unstable yeah. people that exist. He's making assurances to them about God's great care for them, about yeah. God's provision for them. He's like, and he even he, he has some really awesome illustrations here. He says like, see the lilies of the field, how they grow. Yeah. Uh, and they neither toil nor spin. You know, that, that phrase toil nor spin. They don't need to 
they're beautiful. They don't yeah. need to gather cotton and yeah. make it into clothes. They don't need to get wool and make clothes for them to look beautiful. But yeah. our Heavenly Father has arrayed them. God has provided everything for their existence. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That was JJ Hello with your hands. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lawson. And we've got Elliot here in the studio joining us yeah. this morning, doing a fantastic job filling in for Blake as texted me last night. Filling in for those big shoes of his. <laughs> He's massive shoes. <laughs> yeah, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and uh, actually, you know, I wanted to, I wanted, wanted to give you some, I wanted to introduce you again because I've just got a text message that come through from Margie saying, "Gosh, Lawson, you don't, you don't need anyone else on the show. You are dominating it to the full. <laughs> come on, Margie, give uh, me a break. We're having a conversation. Yeah, here. I mean, we will." Continue to have conversations. That's right. We'll, we'll do our Bible study, but yeah. we have a final question for the quiz. Yeah. So the final question, this is worth 100 points. Ooh. And this is it. This is it. This There's is the, no, the ultimate. No second the chances. This is, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the last straw. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so you got to answer this question if you think you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Send it in to 0491064669. So the mm-hmm. question is, I had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. Mm. You know, that is, you give us a call, give us yeah. a text, the last opportunity, and you only need one entry to win. Yeah, and guess what you're going to win? The great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, a Bible study journal, and also a King James Version Bible with Mark Finley's study helps, which would be really nice to have. I can tell you now, Lawson, it'd be nice to have both of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Like... Again, I've been saying all week, if you want to be your own theologian, uh, and which I would absolutely encourage you to be, if if anyone wants to gatekeep the theologian space and say, you know, oh, leave that for the theologians to study. No, that's what you can be. Yeah. God has called all of us to know the truth. Exactly. 0491-064-669. Yeah. All right. We've just read through, and, and I, yes, absolutely, the, the Sermon on the Mount, the Mount of the Beatitudes, it's... In Galilee. I was, I just got a bit, I was like, as soon as I heard that word, I was like, Mount, I'm like, but it's Matthew chapter six. They're in Galilee. He's preaching to Galileans. He's telling them about the amazing provision that God wants to provide them. And the thing that I reckon is so cool about this passage is that Jesus says in verse 26, when he says, look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather Mm. into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. I remember one time, like, I was with a group of people. Mm. I, I can't remember who it was. Mm. But we we tried to figure out, like, how much would it cost if all the world did was buy food for birds and feed them? All right? <laughs> yeah. Like how, much would it, how much would it cost? And we worked out that within a year, the entire world would be bankrupt. Wow. The entire world would be bankrupt. Within a year, just trying to feed birds. Yeah. Just cause, birds. Because it's like... Like hundreds of billions of birds. There's, like there's a lot of birds. Yeah. All right. And God feeds all of them. Mm. Like how amazing is that? And it says like, you are of, like, are you not of more value than they? Like, wow. of course God is going to provide for us. Like he sent Jesus to die for us. That's how much he cares. That's how much he loves us. Of course he's going to provide. Mm. And so I just think that's so amazing, you know. Mm. Yeah, so God, he has this heart where he wants to provide for his people. 
This, yeah. this is what he wants. Now, we come to verse 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do you think that God's provision for people, and we talked about things that God does for people regardless of their stance. You know, he, the sun goes up and down regardless of whether people know or follow him. You know, people live regardless of whether they know or follow him. But when it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, is this a, a unilateral kind of contract where it's like, oh, one side does something, the other side does something, does nothing? Or is it a bilateral contract where you've got both sides participating? What yeah. do you think? It's, I reckon it's bilateral, man. Mm. Like, I've heard this said a lot that our relationship with God is kind of like a marriage. Uh-huh. Okay. And I don't think I've ever seen a marriage that works where one person does everything and the other person does everything. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it's not going to go very well. And we've got all the information here at Faith FM because Elliot and I, as single men, <laughs> yeah. are experts on this topic. Yeah, of uh, We know married people. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they tell us about I mean, I've got my own parents. <laughs> there <married>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it doesn't make sense for it to be... Unilateral. If yeah, yeah, if it's unilateral, you know, like... If, if God just provides everything for us, well, we just, we can receive everything, but then like, where does that, where does that go? How do we bless others? Yeah. Right. Where does that leave, leave us in terms of our then ability to connect to God? Yeah. And furthermore, our ability to bless and connect to others, which is not at all. I think God is teaching us a lesson here. That yes, he loves us. Yeah, like like clearly, and we've been saying we're of more value of the birds, all of those things. Um, but he loves us so much that he also wants us to grow as people, yeah. uh, and he wants us to not only be blessed by God's example, but also to follow. Yeah, God wants us to follow His example. I have given you so much; now give unto others. Yeah. Which is yeah, exactly. amazing. Let's read the, the 20 million movement Bible study. It's got a bunch of verses in here, which we can read and reflect on. Let's head over to Isaiah chapter 26. And if you want to get verse three for us, Elliot. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse three, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Mm. Now, when we talk about provision, you know, we've been talking about money. We've been talking about, you know, other things that God has given us. Um, uh, but also, this is talking about God wants to provide us perfect peace. Yeah. Like, God wants to work in our hearts, work in our lives, and to help us to get through, to be content, all of those things. Uh, but it gives a condition, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, you can possess perfect peace. How so? It, who's you Those can... whose mind is stayed on Yeah. You. Yeah, keeping your mind focused mm. on God, right? Mm. And I think it's like it's so interesting because especially in like today's society, like there's been a lot of stuff happening over the past couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a lot <laughs> of stuff. COVID is one thing, but then yeah. there's been heaps of other crazy yeah. things happening. And what? it's like, where is peace now in the world? You know? Like people are getting stressed, man. Mm. People are stressed. And so it's like who, especially now, like we're getting closer and closer to Jesus' mm-hmm. return. Who Absolutely. doesn't want to have peace? Because mm. like even like even I know that 
some people who believe, like they believe in God and they believe in like the second coming and all the events leading up to it. But it's like, even then they still get stressed out by the events. Mm. It's like, oh man, am I going to be ready? Am I going to be saved kind of thing? But it's like, no, just if you keep your mind on God, like Mm. he will give you peace. Absolutely. It continues on. We have another verse here. First John chapter one and verse nine. Uh, which is an incredibly famous passage of yeah. the Bible. If you want to read that for us, Elliot, as well. It says, uh, let me just get it really quickly. I actually have memorized this, but <laughs> my brain's kind of not working. Very well. <laughs> so it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amazing. So we see here one of the greatest provisions that God has provided, something that only he can provide. Yeah. Is salvation. Yeah. Uh, and he has done everything to provide us. But even salvation, one of the greatest things that God has ever afforded to man, is it bilateral? Yeah. And the absolutely, yes. And the verse gives us very much indication. In fact, in its first word. What's the first word in First John chapter 1 and verse 9? It says, if. 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 We have been called to make a decision. We have been called to choose God. Because he's already chosen us. He loves us. He wants to be with us. But, hey, let's choose him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're with Elliot and Lawson this morning. Elliot joining us in the studio. Just before we get into it, we're we're about to spin that wheel. But, hey, I got a text message here from Sky. Sky says, hi, is Blake on today? I have one more photo I wanted him to see also. Whether Blake is here or not, Sky, please send us pictures of Cheetos, the, the guinea pig. Okay. So Sky's been sending us pictures of her, her son's guinea pig. Its name's Cheeto. Oh, that's please awesome. send us more photos. We'll show Blake later. He'd say later, but yeah. we, we want to see this now. But, hey, we've come to the time in which, guys, we're going to spin that wheel. So hit the button for us, producer Shell. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Spinning. And. Okay. And we have a winner. So we are going to be trying to get them on the phone. But whilst we're doing that, Elliot, what was the answer for our quiz today? So, well, let me run you through the questions, actually. Because some of these questions were... yeah. Or the clues, yeah. Yeah. They were pretty pretty wild at the start. Mm. So the first clue we had was... I mixed the blood of Galileans with sacrifices. Wow. When I read that, I was like, this is wild, man. Is there a Bible reference for that? Uh, there is. It's in Luke 13, verse 1. Luke 13 and verse Luke 1. Luke 13, verse 1. It says, there were present at the at that season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Ooh. That does not sound very nice. That is awful. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the next question was, I said, what is truth? And then we had the chief priests and Pharisees requested that I make Jesus' tomb secure for three days. Mm. Okay. Then we had, I had a notice fastened to Jesus' cross that read Jesus of Nazareth, the king of Jews. Mm. And the last question was, I had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. And the answer was, Pilot. Pilot. Yeah, the one and only. We had some correct answers flying through thick, thick and fast. But 
Sorry for those who didn't win, because we've got our winner on the phone, which is Brayden. Brayden, congratulations. Thank you again. Yeah, well. Have you guys said a Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's fantastic. You've, you have the ability now to study with people and to be your own theologian. Yeah. Yep. Big shot, big shot, um, shoes to fit, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And, and especially for a New Zealander like yourself as well, you know, we're, we're really, we're really, uh, we're really rooting for you despite, uh, the potential dislike we have of your country. Uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. I'm just joking. We love New Zealand. We just love giving Brain. New Zealand is a beautiful country. <laughs> you're, just, you're just jealous they're lost and that's all. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's coming from, from, from deep jealousy, my, my hatred towards <laughs> New Zealand. But, so, well, you're you're living up in Queensland now. I am, yes. Yeah, and so, and I actually, I've been to your church. I've I've met you before, Braden. So stoked that you've won this prize. Do you have anyone in mind where it's like, hey, I've got this KJV study Bible with Mark Finley study helps. Do you have any people in mind where it's like, hey, maybe that'd be interested to do a Bible study with me? Oh, there's a few people around, but yeah, break break the ice. Uh, something, something I haven't done before regularly. So, mm. yeah, amazing. Step out and do. Absolutely. And as well, too, you've got this journey so you can make your way through Daniel and Revelation and really sink your teeth in and get some notes done mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome stuff. Hey, Brayden, thank you so much for joining us this morning and congratulations on being the winner for today or this week. Thank you again. Awesome. Well, we continue on the show and we've, we've come to a section in which we usually, we give some final thoughts about what we've been looking at in our Bible study. And so we've been understanding the condition that comes with this, the provision that God wants to provide for us. There are many mm. things that God provides unilaterally in which we don't yeah. need to participate, but the bilateral nature of, I think, the greatest thing that God has provided, um, salvation Mm. i would say can only be that way god can Mm. only be a god of love if salvation is bilateral yeah because and and this is where people potentially get mixed up you know a a calvinist or a predestinationist would say no god is loving because he bestows salvation upon us despite our flaws and despite our wants but then you would have to say well in the opposite he restricts salvation from people because of them, it's like, why? No, the reality is, is that God has offered... We have made the choice to sin. Mm. God has offered salvation to all. And God is so loving that he keeps love intact by giving everyone the choice to be saved yeah. whilst doing everything, investing completely in the salvation of others. So essentially, God has made an investment that very much has the potential for him to not make yeah. a return on. In fact, it's guaranteed that he won't. Yeah. Because we know that at the end of time, they will be saved and they'll be lost. Yeah. And like, he's given us freedom of choice. So yeah, we have the choice to choose whether we want to follow God or to choose not to. Mm. And that's the thing. Like he gave everything, like he did literally everything to be able in the, like in the hopes that we might choose to follow him. But we can still decide not to. So mm. it's like he's he's giving a huge risk by mm. giving everything for us, right? Mm. But the thing that I think is so amazing is like, yeah, we we can have a, a legitimate relationship mm. with God where we can, you know, spend time with him and he will spend time with us. Like he wants to spend time with us kind of thing. And I think that's so amazing that 
he doesn't ask for us to do heaps, but he's still willing to bless us immensely, right? Like he just says, like, if you want your sins to be, con- like if you want to confess your sins or if you want to be saved in First John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. All we have to do is confess, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not much. Absolutely. And as the Bible says, Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. And we know that mm. the time of God's favor is quickly coming to a close. We've been talking about, you know, our world is under pressure. Jesus is coming back soon. Mm. You have the opportunity to participate in God's bilateral covenant of salvation. Yeah. Make the choice today. We have had an amazing show. We've had an amazing week, which has come to an end. Mm. I'm going to be here this week, Elliot. Really? Neither, neither are you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be at summer camp. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be down in Melbourne, hanging out down there. I'm taking a flight this afternoon, and it's going to be living my best life. We're going to be joined by the B&M, the, M, the Megabyte team, the MB, Monica and Blake. That's what I'm trying to say. I was trying to come up with a catchy name for them. <laughs> yeah. couldn't, 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 I couldn't make one up on the top of my head. Megabyte's pretty funny because... Blake's yeah. a big dude, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've been listening to the breakfast show. What are you going to go do after this, Elliot? I'm probably going to go to the beach. Yep, because it's a hot day here in Newcastle. Mm. It is really, really warm. I'm, and I'm sweating. Take the boards down. Yeah, I think I might go for a surf. Oh, that's awesome! That is fantastic. We have come to the end of the week, and we pray and hope, as we've been talking about, you know, participating in in God's bilateral covenant if you want to be blessed well we're coming into the time of the sabbath now you're going to be able to rest tonight and and head to church tomorrow look guys remember to continue to follow jesus continue to seek after him and to talk faith to live faith and to act faith and you will grow strong in jesus christ Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.